0: askpat.com, ask, ask, ask Pat. ask What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 1058 of Ask Pat 2.0. This is a coaching call with an entrepreneur just like you. I'm going to help an entrepreneur through a problem. We're going to dissect what that problem is. We're going to try to figure it out together. And today, we're going to be talking with Paul from Mind Nation. And I have to say, this is probably the most unique Call on Aspat that we've that we've had this far, because of the particular population that my nation is targeting currently, and the challenges that come along with that. So stick around; we got some really interesting topics and conversations that are going to be helpful for you, no matter who it is that you're targeting. You're going to find some new strategies, perhaps, to help you grow your business and finally get that exposure and attention you deserve. So stick around to today's conversation with Paul. Here we go. Hey, Paul, welcome to Aspat 2.0. Thanks so much for uh, being here.
1: It's my great honor to be here. Thanks so much, Pat. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm excited to dig into what you got going on. So why don't you tell us really quick, uh, Paul, what you do and uh, what we're going to talk about today?
1: Sure. My background is in training, coaching, leadership development. And at the core of it, I would teach people in my previous role in corporate world, uh, emotional intelligence and self-realization and how to connect better as a leader and that kind of thing. That's where my background is. And then I pivoted into physical health. I'm a physical health practitioner. And I now I have a podcast, which is a, a wellness podcast out there. So that's sort of my quick background. I have a business partner who's based in Japan. His name's Dan. He's a performance and sales coach, worked in real estate in Dubai and um, around the world, wow. now based in Japan with his wife and children. And we have a business called Mind Nation. And it's a it's pretty new. It's pretty much a startup, and it's come together through our own experiences of life and what we've learned through self development and so on. But also Dan's living in Japan, and, and that's our target market at the moment. Although the, what we do is coaching, essentially mm-hmm. in self development. The the courses we are working on is two phases. Uh, one is self. Work, self-development. The other one is leadership, and the first one is really what we're focusing on at the moment, which is positive habits, goal setting, confidence, motivation, med- meditation, time management, and so on. And because our target market is Japan, we're running into challenges in terms of how we market to them, how we connect with the Japanese people, because you know we're an English-speaking coaching company, Damn. and. I mean, there's, what, 126 million people in Japan, I think about 5% speak English well and about 1% of them really confidently Mm -hmm. That's still a lot of people. (laughs) So um, we're confident that there is a a market there, um, but we're running into some challenges in how we actually connect with them, how we get these guys to take action and join us and, and sort of really design the life on their terms which is our goal here
0: sure sure i'm curious to know what have you been doing now to try and um surpass those challenges like what what are you doing right now to try and connect with with that audience
1: sure again we are sort of bootstrapping so we've created the website created uh, a bit of a foundation and structure behind us so people can see what we're doing initially when we designed the model, we didn't go out and create the course first, great advice from yourself. And we started to understand what people wanted, did a bit of market research. Mm -hmm. The interesting thing about Japan is that the culture there, the society generally, is serve your country, serve your company, serve your community, serve your family, and then serve yourself. And for me, that's a little topsy-turvy, if you use that analogy of... uh, put the oxygen mask on first before you help others, then you have the energy to help other people. So that's kind of the model that we're coming from. Yeah, that makes Uh, sense. Yes. Yeah. So from there, we – first of all, I said, okay, well, look, we've got – we know exactly what we want to deliver. We know what people want. There's a desire for it. So let's go out and create some webinars and do some paid advertising and so on. And we probably went a bit quick off the mark there. I know a little bit about Facebook and we, I've worked in there a little bit and understand it and I think what we created in terms of copy and um, creative and so on was pretty good. Mm. But the engagement was low and it's not so much that my question for you today would be about how do we improve our marketing because uh, we realized quite quickly as we're bootstrapping, throwing money into the vat of Facebook to test the market is probably not sustainable because we've got a long-term vision. We want to reduce… We want to reduce suicide globally. We want to improve mental wellness across Japan and the world. Yeah. And that bigger vision uh, is not sustainable when we're kind of digging into Facebook marketing at the beginning. Yeah. So we tried that. That worked pretty well um, in terms of we got one student. And then we realized quite quickly that the way that we were trying to deliver the course was a 12 month membership. Yeah. and. Not many people know us at the moment, and so they don't have a lot of background on us, so they're mm. maybe a little bit conservative in jumping in and getting involved. So we thought, okay, well, maybe we need to pivot a little bit and create something more on the ground. And that's where my business partner is great, a great networker, and he's growing relationships in Japan. He lives in a place called Itoshima, which is a stunning, beautiful place in the South Island. Mm. And anything, anyone who lives in the South Island of Japan knows Itoshima. And so we're looking at creating leadership programs for small and medium enterprise on the ground so we can start to build and nurture the relationships there. And then we can maybe scale up into the online course as well. That's our kind of vision for that.
0: Yeah, I like the idea of being on the ground there. I think that's going to, especially with you know building relationships like that, that's that's always going to be the best way to do it. And people who are building businesses online, like our whole goal is to how can we develop a relationship with people? So if you already have access to people in your audience and you're on the ground, then great. A big uh, strategy that I teach is if you want to grow your online business, you got to get offline. And it sounds like you're already kind of headed in that direction, uh, which is fine. I, I think that I want to talk a little bit about this, the online course. Is that something that's currently still wanting to be sold or is that on pause right now? And you're focusing completely hundred percent on the groundwork or, like uh where's the course at right now?
1: Well, the course can be developed it isn't complete. we haven't created the whole thing, so what we did initially when we started the webinar process was we created a few modules and topics, so there's actually three full topics ready to go, and we were thinking to ourselves we would absolutely want to continue with the online course that would put, i think we I think that would be our bread and butter really, yeah in the long term and as we looked at it as a 12-month model, we thought, well, this is just maybe too long. We've actually got the flexibility in the course. We could make it into a short course or 12-week or eight-week or even just give away some of it for free to test it more. And so the course is absolutely absolutely available to us to create more of it, um, just use what we've got. And uh, and sort of take it from there. The leadership part of it hasn't been created yet. Mm-hmm. And that's more of a concept at the moment. We know exactly what it's going to look like, but we haven't actually created it. Well,
0: that's sort of phase two, right? After the self-worth yeah. part, you said.
1: Yeah, And phase three, like if I, if I think bigger picture, we want to be holding – retreats events, and yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, events, half-day, full-day workshops around leadership and so on for small enterprise, medium enterprise. And ultimately for the individual, uh, that's the self-work, um, which is going to come off of this course that we're creating.
0: I love it. Okay, well, when you initially talked about the online course and it being like a 12-month thing, to go from not mm-hmm. knowing who you are and seeing a Facebook ad and then going into a 12-month <laughs> course is a very big jump, uh, right? It's a very big leap. Mm. And – um so even get one student is huge because that means that there is interest there. So I hope that you realize that there are people who need you and and they're they're willing to be there for you. It's just we need to make a little bit more of a of a smaller jump from the connection of, you know, finding you for the first time, getting to know you to committing to something that long. And where I think a lot of this lies is in the idea of Creating some small wins for people, whether it, it whether it's through some sort of content that's created or even sharing and, and offering and maybe even driving ads to not the whole thing, but maybe just a quick little piece that people can go and actually do and get results from. That's how you can then begin to get some movement from people because now they know you and they can get a taste of what it's like to already get some success and, and feel good about themselves from you that's how you can then move people into a bigger ask. So this is like, you've probably heard about this before. It's called like the yes ladder. Like the first yes, like you start with little yeses and then the yeses can get bigger Mm -hmm. and bigger and bigger. The the first yes Mm -hmm. is that ad captured their attention. The second yes is they clicked on that ad. The third yes is they got to that page and then they gave you the email to get that free thing. And then the bigger ask is, you know, if this is something you want more of, we are here to coach you through that process. And that's when the big ask is. And so it's, it, it's very much easier to get a bigger ticket item or, or a longer item in a person, uh, or to, to for people to buy into that, um, in that route versus to kind of like zero to a hundred miles per hour right away. So it's, it's almost like dating, right? Like you want to you know, you date and you get to know each other. You go on a first date and, you know, you, you don't even really hold hands that day, but you, it might be the next date that you hold hands. And then, you know, the passion can potentially build over time or or you realize up front that maybe this isn't going to work and 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 you can part ways and everybody will be okay. So this is the kind of thing that I'm thinking about when it comes to the online thing that you have to offer. And there's many ways to to, to create that small win. Like I was just talking about, it could be you know, access to for free a, a single lesson in the course that is, that is the one that gives them the sort of foundational item that, that matters to everything else. I think where I want to also ask you some questions about is related to what are some of the objections, and maybe this is cultural based and maybe this is just mm-hmm. avatar based, but, um, what are some of the objections that people would or are or might have? to moving forward with getting coaching. You, you told me a little bit about it, the culture, but um, like, what are some other objections that they might be having? Because those can influence what the first giveaway or challenge sometimes it is, or or mm. ebook or, um, you know, a checklist or whatever that, that sort of initial win is, um, that should be in and around the objection. Um, mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. You, yeah, go ahead, go ahead.
1: I love the analogy of dating for the, what we were doing because our version of what we did is essentially go on the first date and ask them to get married <laughs> on that first date. Right, right. And only one person said yes. Yeah, sure well, I mean, that's person. still
0: pretty good though, I mean. <laughs> uh,
1: objections, uh, certainly, yeah, culturally, we we see that how, however, however wonderful the Japanese culture is, and I, I do think it's a beautiful culture, it's, there's a certain level of conservatism and um, safety around Mm -hmm. uh, committing and sort of standing out of the crowd. And so that's one objection from I guess a more of a societal level but one thing we've noticed is that there's not a big and this is why we think Japan is actually a really good market for what we're doing is that they don't have a huge awareness of personalized coaching or life coaching or performance coaching in that respect in this context. And so actually educating them on that first was important. And then, I mean, many – I've never seen evidence of webinars being delivered in Japan. So that's a sort of a new thing as well. Yeah. And from Dan's research over there, they don't really know what that is. It's not how they are generally marketed to. And so yeah, they don't I mean, consume That's, that, that's a good
0: opportunity, but it's also mm-hmm. a challenge uh, and mm. at the same time. where Where you might also be able to gain some ground rather quickly would be related to – Are there any people who have influence in the Japanese culture that you could potentially tap into for Mm. help or support um, that you could partner with, perhaps? Somebody who has a voice, um, whether, you know, know, somebody who. maybe owns an organization and, and, and understands and you can chat with them and, you know, they get it, you know, they, they, aren't mm-hmm. as traditional and you can utilize that. And that person's sort of clout to begin to start to see some, some movement. Like, again, this is, this is tying a little bit back into the, on the ground work that you're doing, which I think is really smart. I also know um, Japanese uh, people are very respectful of just, you, you know, other humans, right? It's like, remember when there was a, the, a, a big flood or tsunami, like nobody was like you know riding and taking things they were all there to help each other and that was Mm. like the most amazing thing that i had ever seen in a a scene like that and so you know people are very important so online you lose a little bit of the people part of the of the process which is is, again why i think webinars could be a really interesting uh, thing but i think a little bit of um a little bit of help from somebody who has like some influence can, can really go a long way too. Have you looked at partnering with anybody in that way or in that
1: fashion? Somewhat. We've built a couple of smaller relationships locally. That's There's good. a sort of startup cafe there and in Fukuoka, And, um, we've got a connection with a, a women's group, a women's empowerment group. What we've noticed is actually women are a little more interested in what we're doing. Uh, I think uh, – and that's a, a group of doctors. So there's about 500 women in that group mm-hmm. and the sort of head of the group is is really keen and interested in what we're doing, albeit that we – having her sort of taken in, taking action or responding to us in some ways is a little slower because she's so busy. Right. But uh, again, part of their culture is to just work, work, work. So yeah, so we have reached out to a few, but yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great idea, and I think that if we can sort of tap into sort of the celebrity somewhat, even if it's not a you know a lister, right? Japanese people love that, and I think it might be a great way to do it.
0: Yeah, I think that would be smart. Um, Are there also other influencers who actually may have a little bit of online presence and who may have captured the few who are online who who understand, you know, this this a little bit more? whether they are in the personal development space or not, like it could be really interesting. Like is there is there an Oprah there? Is there a, you know, Dr. Oz there um, that, that you could connect with who has some sort of online presence? Uh, uh, do you know those names like Oprah and Dr. Oz? Like they, they help with mm. personal development here in the U.S. quite a bit, Um if, yeah
1: absolutely yeah
0: yeah that would be a great uh strategy too to kind of make a a, a list of those people and reach out to them and, and chat with them and you know again if you have this free offering that can really give their people a quick win um you know b- because m- my conversation earlier about the quick win was related to and you know understanding more about the objections like sometimes you can create a mini program that is a two-day thing or even a 24-hour a, a challenge where they are set on a task to do something very small, but it's very simple and easy and it's because it's structured around one day like people have the time to do it, but it opens up their eyes when they see those small results coming in. So I know a person who has an online course and to help people understand that people can do this, he gives people the task to try and earn $1 from somebody that day. And it's such a small thing, like see what you can do to get $1 from a person in one day. And what people, they people come up with really creative ideas. But what happens is when people get that dollar, that's like a dollar they did not have the day before. And it just Mm. took a little bit of thinking and a little bit of accountability to do it. And so then people are then inspired to continue to go through the course because, you know, it just takes some action and you have to get out of your comfort zone. But so that's like an example of, Something I was looking for in the realm that you're in, I don't know if it um, if it is there or not. But just I just wanted to feel around a little bit to see if it was.
1: Yeah, I'll explore it more. I think that um, I, I think one of the other challenges for us is a, a little bit around the fact we're boot, bootstrapping. So throwing, I say throwing money, but putting budget into paid advertising is. I guess I'm resistant to it a little bit. In that we've sort of tried it and it went okay, but we could see that it could have been a bottom, bottomless pit if we'd have carried right. on. And that we want to really sustain ourselves. The, the key, I think, the key is to create a bit of capital at the beginning here to sustain this long-term vision we're trying to create. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we're sort of thinking, how can we reach people without sort of just throwing money at the problem, sort of thing.
0: Right, right. And honestly, like, first of all, what you are doing is huge. Like, this needs to happen. Um, I know there are. <laughs> for example, you know, larger suicide weight rates in Japan and like, like this needs to happen, right? You know that or else mm-hmm. you wouldn't be doing it. But mm-hmm. I also know that you don't necessarily need to spend a bunch of money on ads. There are other ways that are a little bit more strategic and a little bit more organic and a little bit more personal that could end up giving you better results faster than, like you said, just kind of, doing the Facebook ad thing, which I think that there is a time and a place for that, but I think that you aren't there yet. And so I would recommend shifting focus to other means of connecting with, like we talked about influencers or, um, you know, other people who are online, who have some followings already in that space, who have communities of people in Japan who follow them. Uh, it would be really interesting to, to see how that might happen. Um, and I don't think that, I don't, I, I don't think the ads are, are, are a smart thing to do right now. Uh, Quite honestly,
1: yeah, I agree. Yeah, the other thing I have is I do have my podcast at the moment, which it's been going just over a year, and there's you know 100 episodes there of really great content around wellness, and I want to sort of leverage that the best way I can, and it's just great to be able to have that. I just need to sort of figure out how I repurpose it and Mm -hmm. use it to help my. I love that. Uh, the other so. question I had was related to the language
0: barrier. You had said only 5%, I think, of people in Japan actually speak English. Um, R- roughly that, yeah. Is mm. is content or, or or are these trainings also held in, uh, in Japanese or are they English only?
1: Yeah, that's a great question because we've played with this a little bit. And uh, some of our videos I've had translated and captioned. So there's Japanese in the videos and – some of the advertising we tested with Japanese language and English. And I I couldn't see a huge difference in the two. Perhaps it's because just the the numbers of the traffic wasn't high enough to really see that it was an effective split. But I do think that it is, I think what I need to learn is to understand better what people want, because yes, they may speak English, but there's so many levels of English that some of the, and sometimes you you, know, you can't use Google Translate to, to translate Japanese. You know, it's not right, – right, uh, it just exactly. doesn't work. So, um, yeah, so some of it could be lost in translation when it's in English only. Uh, but if it's just in Japanese, we don't want to come across as it's only being in Japanese because we are delivering the course essentially in English. So, yeah, that's a challenge for for us as well as to which way we actually take it, how we deliver it. Yeah, that, that, that has to be solved. I mean that, that's a major thing.
0: Uh, like if we do some math – um you know 5% of uh, the country speaks english maybe About a st- 6 million yeah right 6 6 million people and let's say half of them speak it fluently because the other half they're still kind of you know struggling along with with that if mm. if you were to actually then give all of them access to the course you're still only reaching you know two percent of the the entire Japanese population. Two yeah. and a half percent. Yeah. I I if if this is your target market, I think that there needs to either be full Japanese translation, although although I, I'm thinking of like if, if I were to come across a course in Spanish, for example, uh, mm-hmm. and it was it was it was it was shared as the top premier wellness program in the in in, in the in the world but it was all in all in spanish and i had to read subtitles i don't know if i would be as compelled to to go through that because now i have to fight a little bit harder to get that content in it would be a struggle i think and Mm. so perhaps there might be some thoughts about having a spokesperson type person like like a personality who is a, a japanese person because you want to relate to your target audience as well maybe they're is some, uh, cultural, and I don't know if this is true or not, but sort of like seeing, you know, a person who's not Japanese teach in the Japanese culture, what to do and what not to do. I don't know if that comes across wrong or not. It's just, th- those things have to be figured out, I think. And, um, mm-hmm. that, that could be really what is the separating the, to sort of like rapid growth to the, a lot of the struggles that, that you guys are experiencing right now.
1: Sure is. And I think that we, yeah, we've tried to be really respectful and mindful of, course, of how yeah. we deliver. Yeah, so so mm-hmm. not sort of charging in, all guns blaring, say, "Hey, do it our way," and and right. forget your culture. <laughs> but uh, but you're right. Yeah, that's a great point to have somebody just there for those yeah, for that other ninety eight percent. Yeah, um, I mean, maybe yeah. the
0: ads go into not the ads, but into paying somebody to essentially mm-hmm. reshoot those lessons in Japanese, so that a person can come in. And choose whether they want the English version or the Japanese version, and they they now have a person on the other end that they could relate to. Um, and then mm. the other part of this is like, well, is the Japanese population for what it is that you want to create and what you have access to creating? Is that is that the target? Should that be the target audience? Because um, I, I know there's mm. people in America who would probably just love and need this as well. So I think that if you choose a target audience, you have to. You have to understand exactly how they want the content. You can't choose how they want to co- the content, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we, we, yeah, it's definitely a global thing and right. it's a global problem that we're trying to solve. And so, and I think the reason we directly went to Japan, Japan, is because Dan was there and had that insight into what's going on on the ground there. But we also talked about South Korea and China, and then the rest of the world. And and the reason we didn't kind of sort of instantly go out and Push it out into the US and UK, New Zealand, Australia, is because we felt that that market's the coaching market is sort of really saturated at the moment, and we didn't want to just be, you know, f- among all of that and right. lost in all of that. Right. And so I, that's why we sort of we see this as an opportunity, uh, but yet it's, it has proven to be very challenging to just even just get it off the starting block, really.
0: <laughs> yeah, and the cool thing is with uh, kind of the. Options that you have, um, they can be tested. So you could test a single video or a couple of videos or a lesson only with somebody who comes in to do a Japanese version or you can, you know, you can, you can, you don't have to just redo the whole thing. You can, you can, you can iterate. And I think that's the fun thing about trying something in a new space is you can try something and, and, and pull back if you need to, you don't, and you're smart. You didn't build the whole course yet, which is, which is, you know, of course that that's what I recommend and Will It Fly. You've done it the right way. We just need Mm -hmm. to continue to iterate and learn as we go and tailor to the audience that we're targeting. And if, if this is the population that that you want to you want to target then you, like you have to tailor to that to their need to, to to their tastes and to their um wants and how they want to consume the content and it may not be in the way that you've you've been doing it right now but um mm. there's opportunity there for sure though i think that's the thing like it could be well worth going through the sort of like the you're kind of in the dip period before the big inflection point when things start to come up again it's just figuring out these last final pieces so i'm, I'm pretty encouraged actually
1: yes yeah, i am thank you and what we do see is there's a massive desire there. There's a huge desire for what we're doing and people are really in, interested in it and getting excited about it. Uh, but when we kind of come down to the grass uh, roots of sort of, hey, do you want to try this out? Right. Uh, they're a little reluctant to click on the yes. And that's not <laughs> even to pay. Some, sometimes I mean, with, the small, with with the small following we've got, even getting them to click on the free stuff is a bit of a challenge and I think that's sometimes um, where we're trying to find that engagement from them as well to get them to actually click and try it out
0: right, right you're just trying to connect the dots but but all the pieces are there it seems
1: yeah yeah That's they sure are yeah I think with the podcast I think is to I'm going to have to rebrand it it's sort of the name of it the feel of it is a bit different to what we're trying to do and uh, <laughs> I'm not sure the Japanese people kind of really get the play on words of the name of the podcast so it's kind of I'm thinking of rebranding that and actually making it part of this whole my nation business as well. So I think that'd be smart. Yeah. 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 Cool. I um, hope this was thanks. helpful.
0: What, um, what are the maybe one or two big takeaways that you got that, that you can, you know, take with you? if any?
1: Many. Thank you. And for me, I think, uh, definitely to try and connect with influencers in Japan and test that. And just try and build, I think, absolutely try and nurture the on the ground presence more in a major way. But Mm -hmm. with what we've already created and what we've got, we can definitely create some free content and start to give that out and start to just test it. But also build the the yes ladder, try to get people actually engaging a bit more. Yeah, yeah, that's the big thing for me. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, no, my pleasure, Paul. Uh, Where should people go to see the progress and, and see how things are going?
1: Uh, the website is mindnationjp.com and everything's on there. We're going to we haven't put on the uh, leadership program yet, but we will be doing that pretty soon. But yeah, everything's in there and you'll be able to connect with me through that. My podcast is going to be called the Mind Nation Podcast. It's currently called the Man Bits Podcast, because originally it was for men's wellness, men's health. Mm. Um, it's evolved a bit since it started. So we're going to shift it across into the Mind Nation podcast. So that's probably the two places that we can be found. Cool. Well,
0: we'll check it out. Thank you uh, again, Paul, and good luck to you and your partner. And we look forward to catching up with you again later and seeing how things are going.
1: Thanks, Pat. appreciate it. Take care. Take care. All right. I hope you enjoyed that episode with
0: Paul from Mind Nation. You can find him at mindnationjp.com, JP for Japan, supporting the Japanese community with self-confidence, improved habits, leadership skills, and personal development I love that, so important, and I hope he gets and uh, is able to break through because that's this is definitely a challenge for sure. So I'm, I'm excited to sort of keep up uh, with Paul's journey here with uh, him and his partner there in Japan. So good luck to you, Paul. I appreciate you for coming on and sharing and uh, being open and honest with us. And for those of you who are listening, and if you want to get coached and discuss your business a little bit, this can happen. All you have to do is go to askpat.com and look for the application button in the middle of that page and fill out the application. I'm unable to select everybody, but I select the most interesting stories, the ones that I feel like I can help the most and the ones that need the most help. So go ahead and fill that out. And um, at some point in the future, it might be a year from now, even just because there's a lot of people in the queue. But hey, you never know unless you try. So fill that out and I might reach out to you and we can make it happen. And of course, everybody who gets featured here on the show gets an Ask Pat t-shirt, which is awesome. Awesome. And I just want to thank you so much again for listening. I appreciate you. And make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't already. And a big thank you to those of you who have taken the time to leave a review on iTunes or the podcasting platform that you're using to listen to the show. Uh, It just means the world to me. Thank you so much. And we got some great entrepreneurs coming your way with some uh, very new and unique uh, problems that we are going to work through so we can help not just them but you, the listener, as well. So, hey, Team Flynn, you're amazing. Thank you so much. Team Flynn for the win.